The hour cometh and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Continuing with the Venite on page 9. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 66, page 417. O be joyful in God, all ye lands. Sing praises unto the honor of his name. Make his praise to be glorious. Say unto God, O how wonderful art thou in thy works! Through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies bow down unto thee. For all the world shall worship thee. Sing of thee, and praise thy name. O come hither, and behold the works of God. How wonderful he is in his doing toward the children of men. He turned the sea into dry land, so that they went through the water on foot. There did we rejoice thereof. He ruleth with his power forever. His eyes behold the nations, and such as will not believe shall not be able to exalt themselves. O praise our God, ye peoples, and make the voice of his praise to be heard. Who holdeth our soul in life, and suffereth not our feet to slip. For thou, O God, hast proved us, thou also hast tried us like as silver is tried. Thou broughtest into the snare, and laid trouble upon our loins. Thou sufferest men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and water and thou broughtest us out into a wealthy place. I will go into thine house with burnt offerings, and will pay thee my vows, which I promised with my, with my lips and spake with my mouth when I was in trouble. I will offer unto thee fat burnt sacrifices with the incense of rams. I will offer bullocks and goats. O come hither and hearken, all ye that fear God. And I will tell you what he hath done for my soul. I called unto him with my mouth, and gave him praises with my tongue. If I incline unto wickedness with mine heart, the Lord will not hear me. But God hath heard me, and considered the voice of my prayer. 
out my prayer, nor turned his mercy from me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the thirteenth verse of the third chapter of the book of Malachi. Your words have been harsh against me, says the Lord. Yet you say, What have we spoken against you? You have said, It is useless to serve God. What profit is it that we have kept his ordinance, and that we have walked as mourners before the Lord of hosts? So now we call the proud blessed, for those who do wickedness are raised up. They even tempt God and go free. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on the day that I make them my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, and all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly, will be stubble. And the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, that will leave them neither root nor branch. But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise, with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be the ashes under the soles of your feet on the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus says on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the seventeenth verse of the tenth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. Then the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, and over all, all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names 
are written in heaven. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the Spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Then he turned to his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see what you see, and have not seen it, and to hear what you hear, and have not heard it. Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14 Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us, 
and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee, absolve thy people from their offenses, that through thy bountiful goodness we may be delivered from the bands of those sins which by our frailty we have committed. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for the sake of Jesus Christ, our blessed Lord and Savior. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning, everyone. Happy Sunday. We have um, before us a few lessons that will lead into deeper meditation on our Mass lessons and our Epistle and Gospel today, which come from Colossians and from Matthew, um, and focus largely on the theme of resurrection, of redemption and resurrection. The Colossians lesson will center on Paul rejoicing over the fact that Christ has redeemed, um, you know, is redeeming um, his people from all uh, all peoples and bringing them from all the corners of the earth and gathering them and filling them with his spirit. And then uh, in the Matthew lesson, you'll have the, the twofold um, kind of meditation on the woman who has the uh, endless flow of blood until she touches the hem of Jesus's garment, followed by the, the raising of the, um, the synagogue ruler's daughter. Uh, and so you'll have this, these themes of healing and resurrection uh, that come with that as well. But in our morning prayer lessons today, uh, we it's a it takes us as kind of the path leading up to that, you know, and the, the path uh, that involved that, that is involved in that um, that redemption and that resurrection. Um, because sometimes we can think that, you know, really the details of our life are irrelevant. It's what happens on this, you know, great last day that really matters. And that's true. There is a sense of finality to the, the day of the judgment day. But it, it, like many things in the Christian life, like really, I would believe everything in the Christian life, um, there is an inaugurated quality to the, even the judgment day that we are experiencing even now. Um, and this is reflected in a few different ways in our lessons. In Psalm 66, uh, we can see the, the psalmist reflecting really on the Exodus journey through the wilderness and then coming through the Jordan River into the promised land. This is the language of you have proved us, you have tried us like as silver as tried. We, we went through fire and water and you brought us out into a wealthy place. Um, this is the reflection on going through the, the, the barrenness and the, and the heat and the, the dryness of the wilderness. And then also going through the river um, again, going through the river of the Jordan and coming out as this people in the land, um, this land flowing with milk and honey. That's a really elegant synopsis of a very complicated and grisly story. Um, those three verses right there, because as we recalled, um, as that silver of Israel was tried, um, many, many things were burned away and many things were purged from them, including an entire generation of the, uh, that came out of Egypt. And so there's, there's, a, there's a perplexing quality to that, but it's it, the way that the psalmist reflects upon that whole journey suggests to us that 
ju the judgment wasn't being awaited for the very end. It was being, it was being, um, they were being tried, they were being tested, they were being um, put to the trial of faithfulness throughout this whole journey and given um, ample forbearance and ample fortitude, you know, like an ample um, patience on the Lord's part in order to pass that test. Um, and yet um, through this, through this, what, you know, what the, the prophets and later the rabbinical literature were recalled to as the threefold failure of Israel in the wilderness that the, you know, and with the manna, begrudging the manna of, you know, of, of cursing of the, you know, cursing the water uh, and then also um, bowing down before the golden, the golden calf, this idolatry and these being these indicative original sins of Israel in the wilderness that go ahead and continue to, to plague them as they go into the promised land. And as we look at Malachi, Malachi is, is writing at the very end of the, um, at the very end, about a century after this restoration, after captivity, after they go off into exile and come back and rebuild. And the problem is, is that, you know, they're right back to the same things that got them exiled in the first place. And there is, um, you know, in Malachi's, you know, you know, frustration around this, um, you know, the, the Lord is, is speaking through the prophet to, to the people to say, you know, you, you know, you, you call out to me in these times of duress, and yet you, you, you are not turned toward me. You, 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 know, you say, you say with your actions that it is better to not trust in the Lord and not to serve Him. Um, then you do, even with your mouth, you say, "Oh, well, you know, why aren't you our, our God? I thought we were your chosen people." And there is this problem of the heart that persists um, even after all of these trials, and even after the Lord's goodness has been revealed. Um, there's this, you know, we have, we have a reflection on the Exodus narrative in the Psalm and a reflection on the captivity narrative in the first lesson. And the question becomes like, what, what is it going to take to get these things? You know, what is it going to take to, to, to solve this problem, to solve this problem of this, um, this division within the human heart that will, on the one hand, you know, say, Lord, Lord, and the other hand, try to serve anyone but the Lord. As we go into the second lesson today, that's um, that's you know put into relief with Jesus, you know, bringing something. Jesus brings to um, brings to the world a kind of uh, a, the beginnings of this redemption, but also the beginnings of this judgment. Um, he is going to empower his disciples. In this case, the seventy, uh, the seventy that were sent out two by two uh, to go and begin working signs in his name, like the signs he had been working. And this is this is a pattern in Jesus. Jesus is working with his apostles and in his disciples. He, you know, is making very clear that he is imparting an authority, imparting a power, imparting a change of the human person that has not been seen before. That this is something new that's being worked, but something also that's been promised. Um, but likewise, the fact that this has come near and that he is fulfilling all of these. Um, he's, he's fulfilling all of these promises made for centuries in himself. It also means that the, the judgment, the, the visitation that is being made as well is also being enacted here in this. So as Jesus sends out the 70 going town to town, you know, preaching and, and, you know, driving out demons, um, they are acting as little John the Baptist. They are acting as forerunners to him before he goes and visits that town. Um, and the, as Jesus says, you know, in the gospel of Luke is, he says, you know, as you go out to these towns, you know, if they receive you, it's like they are receiving me. And if they do not receive you, it is like they are not receiving me. And when I make my visit to them, 
you know, you know, they have had all that they needed to prepare for that visitation. And if they are ready, then they are ready. And if they are not, then woe to that city. And so, you know, as we as we see in the gospel, Jesus going anywhere, it's it'd be, you know, it's an interesting way to read through all the gospels to think like, all right, not only is Jesus bringing the consolation and the deliverance and the, you know, the inaugurating of the resurrection with him. He's also bringing the scrutiny and the the close examination of his visitation to them as well. We see an image of that in Revelation in the first chapters when we see Jesus walking among the lampstands that are the churches. And he's drawing near to each one. And then he has things to say about each one. And then each church has this kind of scrutiny given to it when it is visited. And then Jesus says, you know, you're doing this well. You're doing this not well. You need to repent. And you need to re- amend those things that I have told you you need to amend. Um, and because and if you do these things, if you persevere in faithfulness by continually repenting, continually holding true to the things you are doing well, then when, you know, when the when the end comes, like you will help like the judgment has already been visited there because I have drawn near to you so many times that judgment has already been bestowed. And then, and then, you know, there, then there's the ushering in of the faithful. And so for us, as we approach Advent, this is our last Trinity Sunday, as we approach Advent, this is the two uh, sides of Advent for us. We're on the one hand being welcomed to, you know, you know, bring and say, you know, come Lord Jesus, you know, Maranatha. And on the other hand, there is a, there, you know, there, we are also inviting a visitation of the Lord as well in that, that as he draws near, he brings the fullness of the truth that he is with him. And that truth uh, has a revelatory quality. It will call out and call out from us um, every little um, compromise and division of our hearts, um, which is why we draw near in this way every time we gather for Mass on Sunday. And so it's a, it's appropriate to meditate on this today that we begin Mass by saying, you know, Almighty God, unto whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid. We realize that in being drawn brought near to celebrate the Eucharist together. Um, we are also, you know, bearing that scrutiny. And, but, you know, at the same time, the Lord is the one inviting us. And there is something on the other side of that scrutiny. So even though it can be a fearful thing to confront it, uh, we have to remember that the the person who is inviting us is for us and with us um, and wants us to pass through that, that judgment and that amendment of life so as to be united to him. So as we participate in Eucharist today, like let's remember that, that as we approach the judgment day, we remember that we are always approaching the judgment day every time we draw near to the Lord in prayer. And it is through that continual rhythm of life that we begin to prepare and inaugurate now um, who we will be and how we will stand on that judgment day. Turning to the prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or state. 
that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life. But above all, for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining in today, and thanks to Chris, my co-leader, this morning. Happy Sunday, and I hope you have a great day. Thanks, Father Hayden. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you, Father Hayden. Thank you, Father Hayden. Good to see you, Leonora.